This is episode 16 of the Movie Manx podcast. I'm your host, Noah, and joining me once again is Patrick. It's me. We're back. We're back for round two. Or, no, I guess we would say that for Rocky, but anyway, for lap two <laughs> of our Mad Max retrospective. Yep. Um, the Road Warrior. We all, we left off last time feeling that there could be some improvement, but we ended off with um, two recommends. Um, but I think we're, we were both looking for some improvement with Mad Max 2. Definitely. Um, now, it was only just yesterday um, when we talked, but Patrick, have you seen anything recently? Uh, no, I just watched uh, The Road Warrior in preparation. Yeah, same. I haven't seen anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So, um, yeah, for those of you who are just jumping in on our uh, Mad Max retrospective, uh, Patrick and I have only seen um, the first Mad Max and Fury Road and are now um, jumping into Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. So that's pretty much where we're at. Um, so opens the same way um, as last time with the opening car chase yeah. and instantly I am rejuvenated mm-hmm. the it's it's Patrick it's just amazing what a few million dollars <laughs> can do <laughs> because this is a huge step up uh, I think we um, both said that we felt that the budget sort of contained the movie a little bit and not all the, I guess, effects or shots were that good. Um, but here, I think that problem is solved. I mean, this is another, I mean, blood pumping car chase that is very enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, like the first shot of the road looks better than the, the first one. All the cars look great. They all Definitely. look better. I was like, that's awesome. Like, every single car I saw I thought was more awesome than the last one. And I was like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the I think when we definitely get to True Road, the bigger the budget Miller has, the more um, just unleashed he is. I mean, it, it, his vision is can barely be contained. And here, I mean, he's really breaking yeah. loose. Um, I mean, like you said, all the cars look so much just crazier and better the shots are i mean just everything about this looks better when the cars crash they crash better <laughs> um it, it's just a huge improvement um from the original mad max but actually uh something i forgot to uh mitch was but before we even get to that car chase we sort of have a opening narration sort of talking about how um the world became so crazy yeah. Which is something that was uh, very much missing from the first Mad Max. We really had no context, no idea mm-hmm. what was going on there. So that was interesting. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, it, it also is like a recap of the first Mad Max. So, like, you could be go ahead and just, like, jump right into Mad Max 2 and really not have missed out yeah, on anything. Yeah, kind of like Fury Road, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this opening car chase also, um, does multiple things at once. Um, it reintroduces us to Max. It shows us where he's at as a character. 
Um, and he's got his dog, yes. um, which is like one of my favorite characters of the entire <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, at first, when I saw the dog, I was a little nervous just because I know what the sign of a dog is for most movies. Yeah. Um, just like really kidifying it and stuff, which honestly didn't make a whole lot of sense. But this dog is awesome. Like the way he helps Max in this movie yeah. is just like really creative and stuff. Like when we are introduced to um, uh, Bruce um, Smith's character, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, but when we get introduced to him, uh, I mean, he's like um, holding up like a like a gun, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but I mean, yeah, I I like how the dog aids Max. It doesn't really take away um, anything from Max's character. Yeah, the the dog the um, dog's personality actually played really well on screen too, and they they caught some good moments with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we're also introduced um, to the main villain, well, I would say the main villain of the story is, I know that there's a, another bigger dude, but I think this is the main villain we're focused on. Um, I think we definitely, um, said that Toe Cutter was the best part of Mad Max. Mm -hmm. Uh, how did this villain do for you? Um, I like Wes a lot. I think he might be better than, uh, Toe Cutter. Um, yeah, I like his look. He looks like a, a bird of prey like a literal vulture or something. So I thought that was awesome. I did not feel the same way. I didn't like this villain as much. <laughs> uh, I thought that Toe Cutter was a whole lot better. I didn't get a whole lot of menace from this um, from this guy. I don't know anything really about this actor, but um, here I did not get a, a ton of menace from him. If anything, I thought he was kind of a wimp. Sometimes just with his, um, his uh, this is definitely a, a homosexual. And when his friend dies later and he's crying, I'm like, no, you, you're not really displaying a menacing figure to me. I, his opening is very good when he uh, pulls the um, small uh, arrow, yeah. whatever, and puts it back in his boot. Uh, I did like that. Um, but yeah, this this villain didn't do a whole lot for me. I think Toe Cutter is still my favorite villain we've talked about so far. Um, but as a whole, like when we get to the gang and stuff, uh, I do like them like as a whole much better than just this singular villain. I got you. Yeah, I don't think Wes is very menacing, but I I did just like his character. I thought he was funny and crazy and cool. Yeah. Um. But but anyway. Um. Yeah, I think we definitely start out on a high note with this opening action scene. Um, we're also reintroduced to Mel Gibson. How um, did Mel do for you um, this time, Patrick? I think we both said that his acting uh, wasn't top-notch last time. Um, has he gotten any better? Um, I don't know if his performance has gotten any better, but the writing that he's given to work with doesn't really um... – push him into those areas that he was feeling so uncomfortable with in the first Mad Max. So I think mm. he's just more in his zone with what they gave him to do in this one. So it's uh, less mm. noticeable, the amateur-ish nature of his performance. But, you know, it, I think it, it might be a little better as well, just with the experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that 
um, Mel Gibson didn't do very well with the emotional scenes he had to pull off in um, the first Mad mm-hmm. Max. Um, here, I think he does a much better job just playing this big. I think that's what we both said he had going for him last time. And that's pretty much what he's playing throughout. Um, I, he doesn't have a whole lot of emotional moments, which I think is playing more to um, Mel's strengths. <laughs> um, and like when we get to the end, I, his character does not really go through a a character arc. And uh, while e- even he had one in the first Mad Max here, I mean, he's nothing's really changed about the character. Like when he helps the people later on, I mean, he's pretty much forced to do it, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, um, but here, we're also, after this action scene, we're introduced to um, the, probably the co-star um, to Gibson, um, the Gyro Captain, I think is what he's um, listed as, um, played by Bruce Spence. Yep. Uh, at first, when this character was introduced, I thought he was an old man. Like, I thought he was, like, a, a crazy old dude. <laughs> um, but he was not. Uh, I like uh, Bruce Spence in this movie. I think he did, he added a bit of um, comedic humor that didn't take away a whole lot from the movie, yeah. uh, if any. Uh, I thought that I liked what he brought to the table. I think Bruce Spence is a much more... A comedic actor, uh, but I like this character here. Yeah, I like his character a lot. I also liked his costume design. I thought he looked really cool in every scene. And um, yeah, did you notice his his hat from Fury Road? Um, no, I didn't. His, his hat is oh, on like wait. one of the skulls that like drops off one of the the cars like towards the beginning of Fury Road. I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll notice it next time you watch Fury Road. Be looking for that yeah i think i read yeah, that definitely. somewhere so i was looking for it okay oh yeah i didn't catch that but uh thanks for pointing that out i'll be looking for that next time when we watch it um so uh, he starts out on a good note just with him sort of having max captured but then max in the end gets ahead of him uh, but he shows that he's uh more clever than he is with strength yeah um, so we we're introduced to his character and kind of know how his character works. Um, and we all also like just with all the detail in Max's car, like when he's um having Max uh, give him his fuel and stuff, like Max has um, a knife hidden underneath and stuff and all that. And, and I think when we get to Fury Road, also like Miller really goes over the top with it, where there's like guns and knives hidden everywhere mm-hmm. uh, but here i think that it's like i could sort of see where that would lead to in fury road yeah yeah definitely all the cars look a little more beefed out too as far as like the exterior mm-hmm. they look a little more armored yeah more worn down as well mm-hmm. yeah and they're bigger too like when we get to the gang um they're like a whole lot like the cars are don't look normal i mean they're they're high up and stuff. Yeah, that was something that was a little weird about the first Mad Max is all the cars were pretty much just like a normal car with like a paint job or something or like a fur lining, you know. But in this one, yeah. they really got those design elements working with the 
the big vehicles and the different kinds of vehicles that they had available. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we're introduced to sort of the main topic of the movie after this when we get to the sort of the the fuel um area. Um that's where um the gyro master or whatever, the gyro captain uh tells um Max about and yeah, Max compound. has to take him there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think fuel is a huge sort of um I guess MacGuffin in this movie, I suppose, but I think it's like in this world, it's like it's money. I mean, you, you deal with fuel and stuff. Yeah. And also through this, we're introduced to the main gang. Well, a small part of them uh, when they uh, beat up a, a driver and then um, rape uh, the passenger with them, I think. I, I didn't quite get that scene. Yeah, so those people were, like, going out to try and find um, some kind of vehicle that could transport the fuel, but they Mm, got pulled over, and, yeah, the passenger woman got raped, and the dude Mm -hmm. got heavily injured, looked like he was gonna die, but maybe he doesn't die immediately. Yeah. Yeah, This world is much more crazy than anything we saw last time. Yeah, for sure. I, just with, um, I mean, we see Max like eating a can of dog food, <laughs> and then giving the rest to the other two. I mean, th- they're basically living off of scraps here, and the world is much more, um, just worn out. Yeah. Uh, last time we saw just a few forests and stuff here, we don't see any of that. I mean, it's just um, a few dead plants and. Um, canyons and uh, and mountains pretty much yeah the first Mad Max it seemed like they were still um, hanging on to like law and order you know there were police stations and lawyers making cases and you know criminals Mm -hmm. were being let off based on lack of evidence but nothing like Mm -hmm. that kind of structure is here in Road Warrior yeah I'm not even sure if this is the same area as where we were last time in Mad Max. Uh, I think this is definitely a totally different area, which is something that I think is um, sort of fits in with the Mad Max formula. I mean, what Max essentially does is he goes through different places and helps the people there. That, that's I haven't seen the third one, but I think that's pretty much the formula that that the Mad Max fran- the Mad Max franchise goes after. Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. And I think, like, even if it is the same area, it's definitely um, a few years later, and it's far enough into mm. the future to where things have really devolved quickly. Yeah, Gibson looks much more worn out in this movie. He's got, I think, like, one uh, gray streak in his hair. He's um, got a bit of scruffle going on, and he's looks much more rough than he ever did in the last one. Yeah, he looked like a a baby-faced cop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh, then uh, Max deals, uh, or Max tries to deal, um, bring over one of the dead bodies um, to get fuel, uh, but it's um, captured and whatnot. Then we're introduced to the big gang of the movie um, who 
are um, looking at for, to take over um, the, the field plant area. Um, well, just really, the it's really not a well, well highly, uh, what's the word, protected area of the field plant. I mean, they have a few guns stationed up, but the people there aren't as tough as the gang. And they point that out themselves in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, they point out how the each time the big gang attacks, they take a few of their members, but they seem to be growing in strength each time. So not yeah. looking good for these people in the compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Max says that he can help them um, get their oil out. And we're also introduced um, to the kid character in the movie. Yeah, the feral um, child. Yeah. What did you think of this kid, uh, Patrick? I thought he was cool. I like his little boomerang. I yeah. Like his, <laughs> I like how he growls at people and he's a wild animal. And spoiler alert, I like how he's the narrator the whole time at the end. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that I liked the character itself. I thought it, at first I, I thought it was really like out of place. Um, but I think in the end, like uh, sort of what he does with um, Max's character um, is good. I think that in every movie so far, we've had a character that sort of gives Max back a bit of his of his humanity. Uh, I think that that's what this kid does and is, um, brings back just a little bit of his humanity. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and Max gives him the little uh, box thing, but the kid proves himself as himself as tough when he uh, kills um, the red mohawk. What is the red mohawk guy's name? <laughs> I do not know. He's like Wex, Wes, or Wex or something. I think Wes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but he kills Wes's partner. Um, and it sort of shows that even he isn't a completely innocent character, which no one in this movie really is. Yeah. No, everyone does what they have to do to survive, which mm-hmm. is also something that uh, is more cemented in the Mad Max formula that we didn't really see in the first one. Yeah. Um, so, incidentally, just with his first um, few openings, I mean, just in the first, like, 30 minutes, the plot is set up. I mean, we know what the problem is. Much better pacing uh, than what was in the first Mad Max, where it took an hour and 15 minutes for Max to even turn mad. Yeah, way better. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm way more invested than I ever was in the first Mad Max than I am here. Yeah, I mean, I think the the first chase gets you even more invested than the first chase in Mad Max did and yeah. they don't leave you waiting for more payoff as long as the first one does yeah just looking at these vehicles and uh, the uh, place with all the gas and stuff um, the set designs are much better I mean I'm just every bit of it is detailed like with the the gate of the the oil is like a it's a bus, and they just drive it over to close it and drive it backwards uh, to shut. Something I thought was really cool. Yeah, I like that too. 
And so pretty much we're introduced to what is, I guess, we have, I think, the main bad guy, but there's the big bad above it all who's wearing the Jason mask. Um, yeah. I know it's a, it's a, like a hockey mask, whatever, but that's just, that's what my mind goes to. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. And honestly, this character didn't do a whole lot for me either. I mean, Flash and no substance, really. I mean, he's a, this obviously like a wrestler or something like that. Yeah, I thought Humongous or whatever his name is. Yeah, Humongous was a lot worse than Wes. Mm-hmm. And I thought it mainly came down to his voice. Like, this performance this guy did was really almost funny. Like, it was kind of pathetic. Yeah, it was. He tries to be like this negotiator, like, just move along and it'll be all right. But, I mean, yeah, he's even worse than Wes is. Just, I mean, Wes at least displayed a little bit of menace. But, like I said, this guy's all style and no substance. He doesn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, Humongous looks... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks good, but he just doesn't have the character to back it up. Yeah, I think that the mask just makes him look... Like, like he has a tiny head, but like a big body. Like, I feel like the mask almost sort of took me out of it. I feel like if this character was just had like a scarred up face, that might have been better. Maybe, I guess. I think they allude to the fact that he has like scars. Yeah, the the back of his head is like, but like there's bits of hair coming up. So it's almost like there is something messed up behind there. I would like to see like a reveal, yeah. like. It gets ripped off at the end, like right before he dies or something. Yeah, that that was kind of a cool mystery element, but it was totally ruined by the voice that yeah. came out from behind the mask. Yeah, I think it might have been dubbed over, to be honest. I don't know. It sounded kind of like it. I was thinking that, too. Yeah, and um, so Max has a plan for how they can get the oil out, uh, but first he has to go back and get the truck which was set up in the opening action scene um so this has all been set up which um uh, props to miller for uh, anything i mean everything was set up in that opening action scene yeah yeah absolutely sorry you cut out there for a second so i couldn't really hear what you were saying there yeah i'm here yeah, okay. can you hear yeah. me yeah uh, I think something. Okay, yeah, you cut out for a second, so that's why I, I was. Confused. Okay, well, what I was saying was that the action scene, the first action scene, set up this this oil rig, so we know that it's already existed. And Max goes back to um, the man. I keep forgetting the gyro captain, um, who's got his little helicopter, and Max brings the uh, truck back so they can load up the oil in it, uh, and a cool action scene when they're attacking him and stuff and I did like the the Gyro captain throws down a snake um and like causes mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of chaos I thought was funny yeah that's his kind of signature pet snake mm-hmm. move yeah every action scene is just a delight to watch uh, I mean it's every bit of action is better than anything we had in the first Mad Max. The the best action scene in Mad Max is like the worst bit of action in Mad Max 2. 
Yeah, definitely. There's a lot more energy mm-hmm. in Mad Max too. It's way more explosive, and there's a lot more like cool stunts that you can mm-hmm. point to that didn't have any obvious wires yeah. or anything. There's a lot more happening. Yeah. Really, just it was a little more violent uh-huh. too. Like it seemed like there was a lot more stuff happening on screen. Yeah, I think it's because they could show it. Like when we um, had the wife and. Um, child run over like it was just cut real fast to make it seem like they've got ran over they never had the effects to um really show that and then um when goose died and max wants to go visit his body i mean we only get a hand here just in the, the opening action scene uh, a dead body falls out of the truck and it looks almost like yeah. just like everything is approved because they can show it uh, they can show what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, just with the... Yeah, most of that just comes down to the budget. Yeah, I mean, just with the boomerang throw that that kid does into that guy's head, I mean, it's nothing they could have ever shown in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the guy getting his fingers cut yeah. off, too. Um, so, uh, he comes back with the oil rig, and um, the, the, the deal was that Max would trade them um, the 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 truck for oil for his uh, car as much as he could carry, and um, the I guess the leader of these this um, tribe I guess is that what they call themselves some, some sort of tribe. Um, I don't remember what they called themselves. The leader guy is called Papagallo, though. That does not add anything to the character. Or, that is not a good name, <laughs> I have to say, because that guy is not... The character... Yeah, the character is really weak, honestly. I feel like a main problem with this series so far that we've seen is that the writing just really breaks down when they're trying to, you know, go beyond pure exposition or, you know, snappy little banter. Like, if they try to get into anything like deeper it just kind of starts falling apart and getting cheesy yeah i i, I definitely like with the uh, with like between papagallo and max like their whole like when papagallo is like trying to push him to the edge or whatever i was just like this is just kind of weird like i don't really get this yeah i got what miller was trying to go for here just like like what happened right. to you but i mean we as an audience already know know what happened i mean we're not like yeah what happened to you max why are you like this like because we saw like how got this way and stuff and he's like like it, it was a very not well made scene uh, i i don't think it was necessarily painful uh but it certainly wasn't done well all the the things they try to do to build strong characters in this movie just aren't a very good thing like when Max eventually helps out the, the, the tribe. I guess that's what I'll call him, the tribe. When he tries to help them out, I mean, it's because his car got wrecked up. I mean, he, he's doing this out of, like, compassion for them. He's just doing it because he has no he has nothing else to, to do. Yeah, we, we cut off there for a second. All good. We're back? Yeah, we're back. Talk, talking about Max going after Humongous in the Mack truck. Oh no! Yeah, with um, going after Max. What's uh, up? We we were talking about when Wes went after Max when he left. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were yeah, ta- okay. we, we were talking about when he left in the truck in the Mac truck. 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, but when he does leave after they he had that interaction with uh, the the Papa dude, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Papagallo uh, or when, whatever. Yeah, Papagallo. Um, when he leaves after that, and um, his his car gets crashed down, and it blows up. <laughs> I, I felt really bad because the car looked so. Like the car looked awesome in the first movie, and here it looks like even better. Oh yeah. Um, and I was so sad to see it. Like I was like, "Well, the car's gonna come back, right?" I mean, <laughs> it's it's in the sequels, uh, but we never. I mean, it's gone. We see it blow up. Like I don't know how they're gonna get that car back. I mean, yeah, uh, it was definitely reminiscent of Fury Road when he was crawling out of it, upside down. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and Wes gets in trouble after that. Like, he gets tied up with the other two people in the front of um, the Humongous' truck uh, who were already there. Uh, I'm not sure what purpose they served. Did did you catch why they were there? Um, I think they were people that they had captured from the tribe, and they were just using Uh. them as human shields, basically, and to demoralize the tribe. Yeah, I think they come in handy later in the final action scene. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, when Max comes back, I mean, I mean, he's beat up and stuff, and the dog ties. Oh, <laughs> I got when that happened. Yeah, uh, I really did not want it's him to go. Dog. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, and... me of John Wick. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, when. Max had left the Ford, like that. Back to that interaction with the Papagala dude, the Papagallo. Max had all. I felt like it was really that last bit was this. It felt like trying to humanize Max and stuff, Um, but I really did not feel like it would work. And uh, Max pushes the the kid away, tells him he can't come with them, the the feral kid, and. He, he, I guess the feral kid gives him his stuff back. I don't feel. Like, I feel like the feral kid's the type of uh, character who would like kill Max when he pushed him away. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> what he would try to go for. Um, yeah. But uh, Max uh, says that he's his best chance out of here. He agrees to help them, and we go into the best action scene. But before we do, um, the Gyro Captain um, and this other girl who's bounced in and out um, between the movie who I honestly wasn't paying much attention to but all of a sudden she's like very important now yeah um for whatever reason yeah I thought what she the character but I thought what she um helped with the gyro captain was uh certainly very interesting I I enjoyed that bit but It didn't interest me, I mean, too much. It all kind of made sense. Like, I knew the Garo Captain and Max were going to help them. So, uh, it didn't make much sense why we were just belaboring the point where we could have been doing something else. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, uh, we get into the best action scene of the movie. Oh, yeah. Out on the This action scene. Yes, it is just awesome. I mean... We get to Bad Max Fury Road later. I could definitely see some of the elements here influencing that. 
Yeah. Um, this this truck is awesome. It's got um, people stationed around it, and yeah, this is a great um, final action scene to go out on. I mean, they save the best for last, which some action movies isn't um, quite uh, true. They usually um, go ahead and spoil their best action scene, and the last one isn't as good. In which Mad Max movie? Oh, no, just with other act movies. Oh, okay, I got uh, they you. They kind of give the best action scene away, and then the final one isn't as good. Yeah, I thought this final action scene was great. I thought it was pretty much as close to a Fury Road action scene as they could have done with that budget. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's pretty just cool. for the time as well. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool to see what George Miller can do. You know, he always pushes the limits, whatever his limits are. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, just with, like, what you're saying, I mean, just with the budget he's doing, he's doing an awesome job. I mean, I don't really care uh, just a whole lot about these characters. Um, But every time one goes down, I feel it just because they are already low on people as it is that I I, I feel every loss, you just feel it, you know? Yes. Um, so, uh, I first, I, I did not expect for the, uh, when the Gyro Captain uh, falls down from his helicopter, I was like, is he dead? Like, he didn't land in an explosion, but I was like, how do you come back from that? Yeah, I kind of thought he had died too, and they didn't really ever explain it. It was just kind of like, well, you thought, but nope, he's alive. <laughs> Yeah, he had helped Max earlier when he had crashed um, in the... Does Max's car have a name? Uh, They called it the Interceptor, or like the V8 Interceptor in the first one. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, man. I wish that car was still here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, every bit of it is kinetic. Uh. I, I am invested in the movie. Like I said, I'm, I'm not really invested in these characters. When the um, uh, Papagala dies, I honestly don't care. I thought he'd been kind of a smart aleck sometimes, and I was just kind of ready to see him go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said you were talking about the narrator being the, the feral kid. Uh, I did not actually see that coming. I, I, I suspected um, in those last few minutes that uh, one of the characters m- m- might have been the narrator of the story, uh, but I did not yeah. expect it to be the Feral Kid. I thought it might have been the Garo Captain for just a few seconds. Yeah, I think those were really the two main options because those were the two relationships that Max develops the most uh, mm. throughout the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, the Garo Captain is the one character, I think, to make Max smile in the whole movie when he comes back to help him. Uh, yeah. After the final action scene, when yeah, Max gets hammered pretty hard in this movie. He gets beat up by the uh, by Wes, and then in the final action scene, he's like rammed into by the humongous's um, truck. Like he, by the end of this, I am surprised Max is still standing. <laughs> yeah, he definitely takes a beating. He kind of takes a beating like Furiosa does in Fury Road. Yeah. Uh, and they do, like I said, once again, they do a great job with the 
the, the just the blood in the movie. I mean, when they're they're battered up and stuff. I mean, it's not flawless. Um, sometimes I don't think the blood's the exact right color. Uh, but it's like I said, way better um, than Mexico. Just every shot of the movie is just a delight to look at. Really, I mean, yeah. that explosion when the um, place with all the gasoline. I don't know the place's name. I don't know. Does uh, I mean it's a spectacle to look at. Uh, what did you think yeah. of the? What did you think of the reveal when you learned that the um, oil truck didn't have any oil in the back and it was just sand? Um, the mainly what I was thinking was I was just I couldn't really tell from Mel Gibson's performance if he like knew beforehand whether or not like I I didn't know if he knew. I think whether or not he does would greatly affect my opinion of that choice, but it was kind of hard to gauge like who was really in on that swap. Yeah, I didn't feel like he knew because when that scene happened, like he runs his hands through the dirt, like he like couldn't believe that that was actually just dirt and there was no oil in it. Yeah, uh, I felt. I have to say, so far, this movie has been really good. Like, I haven't had much of a problem with it, uh, besides that interaction between Max and the um, Papagallo. Uh, but I felt kind of cheated there. I mean, I feel like... Uh, I just feel like we were also invested in the truck, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we fooled you. Um, but we kind of lied to you at the same time. And it, I just, just didn't feel like that was really set up at all and like I feel like they're trying to be clever with this but at the same time it's really not because there's no way that was ever set up or maybe I just didn't catch it I've only seen this movie yeah I don't know this is just kind of a, a theory but I guess one thing they could be trying to say with that is that where Max here is kind of you know Although he doesn't really have many options, he is kind of being self-sacrificial and trying to help these people. Yeah. But in this, you know, post-apocalyptic wasteland world, they don't really trust him in the end. And he can't really trust them in the end because they don't trust him. So they'll do stuff like this. That's definitely how it felt just in the last shot when we panned out. Like, the narrator guy was just like, He's just like a memory now, and they just did what they had to do to survive, really. Yeah. I, I, I Which definitely I like. love your theory. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, but yeah, there hasn't honestly been much to talk about, honestly. I've, I thought that there'd be more to say, but I mean, to be honest, like just all the action scenes are really just fantastic. I mean, I think this is the movie where. Um, Mad Max became just like a not a hit franchise, but just like a long lasting legacy. Yeah, uh, I mean, all the iconic stuff here. We still have those road shots and just better action. Um, here we have an actual Mad Max throughout the movie. And yeah, he's, is, not, he's not like super mad, but he definitely starts out mad instead of starting out completely sane. Yeah, I felt like just in those last 15 minutes, he was more mad than he is in this movie. I feel like he's just kind of like a 
a distant character, really. Yeah, he's really just trying to survive in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything else that you wanted to point out that we didn't get to? Um, I don't think so. I thought that um, this was definitely a lot better than the first one. It's definitely a little more what you expect as far as formula goes, but that's not in any way disappointing because it really delivers on action. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, what did you think of the Gyro captain taking over? Did you feel like he was going to be a responsible leader? Um, he's got the, he's got the cleverness for it as he showed throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Um, he definitely had more cleverness than the Papagallo dude. So, uh. I mean, at least they're headed in the right direction. Yeah. I, I definitely liked the fact that the feral kid was going to take over later. I thought that made a, just a lot more sense. Um, yeah. Uh, Especially with him being the narrator. It's just a nice, like, legacy mm-hmm. thing that they're going for. Yeah. And really, we don't end on Max. We sort of, I mean, we end looking at him, but just with the final shot in the last movie, we sort of ended with him driving through the road and stuff, um, which to me, I, I kind of liked that ending with that shot more than um, just Max standing there. Uh, but we really just closed off with this tribe of people. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 thing with Mad Max is that the story typically tends to become less about Max mm. by the end. Yeah. But he's just kind of the, the mysterious wanderer amidst it all. Yeah, that's how I felt. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I don't think that there's much more to say, to be honest. But uh, anyway, uh, Patrick, do you recommend Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior? Yeah, I recommend it if you like action. I recommend it over Mad Max 1 if you like Fury Road and you want more of this George Miller action. Mm. Definitely Road Warrior is going to be more bang for your buck and more uh, more of what you're actually looking for than the first Mad Max. Mm-hmm. But if you really just want to go in on all of them, then have at it. So, yes, medium recommend. Yeah. Uh, as for me, definitely a strong recommend. Definitely a strong recommend. Um, this is everything I want um, in a Mad Max film so far. I mean, I think we definitely had our fair share of complaints in the last one uh, here, besides um, really just some character problems. Um, and really, Max is just the character I have a just a problem with just relating to him and stuff. His character doesn't really go through much of an arc. I mean, just with helping these people, I mean... He does it because he has to, and he has nothing else to do. Um, uh, but yeah, this is some fantastic action. This is miles above um, anything in the last movie. You know, after I saw Fury Road, I went to George Miller's resume and saw he directed um, the two Happy Feet films and Babe Two about a pig, um, and I was just like, wow. I mean. The fact that those kitty movies came out of this character, this this director who was obviously, I mean, has a lot of crazy ideas. I mean, this is George Miller's, and this is his baby. I mean, no one else could, I mean, do what he has done with this franchise. I mean, and when we get to Fury Road, I mean, at that point, the guy is going to be seventy five and still making one of the craziest movies ever. Uh, I mean, it's very impressive just seeing what he has done 
Uh, I mean, with this movie alone, we'll get into the next two installments. Um, so far, this is for my favorite installment of the series. Um, uh, Mel Gibson, I think that um, his acting isn't just fantastic here. I think it's better than what he did last time just because he doesn't have to do those soap opera type moments. Um, he's playing a serious character throughout. Um, but I feel like here, this is where he staked himself as a true um, just icon as the character, and which led to, I mean, when Tom Hardy was announced as Max in Fury Road, I mean, there was some controversy with that. And that's for a reason, because Mel Gibson had owned this character, and he does a great job here. Um, there's fun characters in the movie, just with the, the dog and the guy character. I think Bruce Spence does a good job. Not as strong as a villain. I think that's the one thing the first Mad Max had over has over um, the second one. It is that the villain is a little weaker here and not as menacing. And but other than that, yeah, this is a fantastic movie. Strong recommend, and I can't wait to do the next two installments. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and. You know, we talked about that this movie is even more violent. Well, next time, we're taking a huge drop down in Mad Max 3, where we will have a, a PG-13 Mad Max movie. Oh, really? What were these? Were these PG? Oh, no. These uh, these first two have been R so far. Oh. Cool. Yeah, so I'm definitely interested in seeing how that PG-13 rating is going to affect... Um, just the third one, but yeah, this I think Miller set the bar very high here, and um, I've heard a few things about um, Beyond Thunderdome, uh, and I've heard that it's honestly not as good as any of the other installments. Uh, but I guess we'll see for ourselves um, in tomorrow's episode um, in Mad Max Three. Yeah, see you tomorrow. We'll find out. Yeah, I think we all said our what five movies we're wanting to see soon. I think we'll probably end up doing that later um so anyway yeah this was a good conversation a short one i'm not gonna lie but uh yeah we got this one down so patrick thank you so much for joining me thank you noah for having me uh, as always yeah and we will be back tomorrow beyond thunderdome um one more thing for, uh patrick where can people find you if they want to um hear more about you you can find me on letterboxd Patrick O'Segan, O-S-I-G-I-A-N, one word, no capitals. All right, as for me, uh, you can find me over at my blog at the noahnukumhub.blogspot.com. You can also find me on Letterboxd. My handle is uh, Noah Newcomb. And um, as for that, uh, go re- listen to uh, some of the other episodes you have on our show. We um, did the first Mad Max, um, No Catch for Old Men. We're still working on our Batman retrospective, and we should have a reviews for The Labyrinth, Beetlejuice, and Batman Forever coming out soon. Patrick, thank you once again for joining me, and we'll be back tomorrow with Mad Max of Thunderdome.